It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, that's right. We got a long time to go in that galaxy far, far away here on Post Show Recaps Talking Star Wars. And we are launching our coverage of the new Star Wars property of the moment. Say goodbye to the prequel trilogy. We are officially moving on from the prequel era. And I am so thrilled to be joined here this week. By you heard him on the Star Wars, the Clone Wars podcast that I was unavailable for. He was here with Mike Bloom. He's going to be my wingman here through our coverage of this new Star Wars property. It's Brendan Fitzpatrick to guide me through Star Wars biomes. Yippee! <laughs> We're going all in on Star Wars biomes. We will do a, an 18 part podcast series <laughs> talking about every single minute of Star Wars Biomes, the new uh, Star Wars Planet Earth, Planet Hoth show, Brendan. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Um, <laughs> I've got a lot of hot and cold wampa takes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, can't wait to get inside the Tauntaun with you. And- Caddy, Caddy Wampas? <laughs> Caddy Wampas, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are not talking about Star Wars Biomes, although I'm happy to. I loved it. I had such a great time. Did you watch Star Wars Biomes, Brendan? I did not. Oh, I did not. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Star Wars Biomes, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know what Star Wars Biomes is, which is my favorite Star Wars uh, name for anything, is Star Wars Biomes, is it's it's an 18-minute TV special that they made for Disney+, Plus, where it's just like flyover shots, like drone footage of various planets from the Star Wars universe done in sort of like the planet earth style without the narration sure why not for the kids you know it's it's for the me for sure it's 18 (laughs) minutes and it's just like the most relaxing soothing star wars content that i uh can remember watching I'll, I'll have to check that out. I had I was not actually aware of its existence. Do you know you know how Brendan like uh, they do the uh, like the the Yule log on Netflix or whatever? Yeah. Like watch the yeah. fireplace. It's streaming for three hours. Mm-hmm. This should be that, but for Star Wars. Except it's only eighteen minutes, and Disney Plus needs to figure out how to make that loopable so that like you can just like watch it ad nauseum otherwise someone's going to rip it and put it on YouTube put it on YouTube for 5 hours yeah, yeah they'll do like the 10 hour yeah, version yeah. of it um <laughs> but it's great it's so relaxing i woke up this morning uh, we're recording this on May the 4th may the 4th be with you brendan and also with you uh, and also with Asher Bloom, uh, Asher Bloom's second birthday. Uh, I want to give a shout out a to Asher. Padawan growing up so quickly. Yeah, he doesn't quite have like the Padawan braid yet, but there's time. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming in. 
Uh, but I woke up on May the 4th and I knew that the Bad Batch was here and I was like, okay, well, today's going to be the day. I'm talking to Brendan today about the Bad Batch. I'm very excited to do that because I'm, as we'll talk about, like more or less like a novice uh, completely mm-hmm. to, to like the animated stuff. Not totally, um, but more or less may as well be um, and excited to dive into it. But also uh, there were like a bunch of other things that got dropped on Disney Plus uh in uh in celebration of uh what is known as star wars day may the 4th be with you uh and one of those things was star wars biomes which is this show uh where like it takes you to hoth it takes you to tatooine you go to mustafar you go to a couple other places and it's just like flyover shots and it's like super super relaxing they also dropped uh Star Wars vehicle fly-throughs, which I don't quite understand, but I think like it helps you like take tours of like the Millennium Falcon and stuff. Interesting, um, kind of like a like a if, since you can't come to Star the Star Wars Galaxy Beyond exhibit, yeah. Give me, here's a we'll tour take it, of all yeah. the yeah. We're bringing cool. it to you. Um, there you go. There's did you see the the Force Awakens from its nap? The Simpsons crossover. <laughs> I, I, I plan on checking that out after the podcast tonight. Yes, yeah, so yeah. very to check that out. That, yeah. that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, so I, I think know, uh, we're I doing our due diligence right now, just like yeah. letting people know there's stuff out there. You absolutely, can check out some absolutely. weird things. Um, yeah. if, if anyone missed it or was kind of turned off by the idea, they, the uh, Lego Star Wars holiday special was actually... Was it good? And it was actually pretty enjoyable. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, I checked it out uh, You know, when it came out around Christmas. I, I actually really liked it if people haven't checked it out. Yeah, so I woke but, up this morning like prepared to watch the Bad Batch, and then I saw like the eighteen minute Star Wars biomes, and I just I turned that on, and I was like, all right, I'm, I, I I could take on anything today. Man, like, you feel like you could take on the whole empire yourself? I do, I do, <laughs> or I may even be foolish enough to think I could turn on the Bad Batch and I could take them on myself. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot to talk about here: Star Wars, the Bad Batch new animated series that is now on Disney Plus as of this recording it dropped its first episode 70 minutes long uh not quite a movie length but close enough brendan mm-hmm. it's pretty long 70 minutes yeah, is a, I, I was a lot for an animated I, show i came in thinking it was only going to be like 22 minutes and i'm sitting there it's getting closer to work closer to work i'm like wait how long is this thing I and i finally like paused it and there was still like another half hour five minutes yeah. left and i was like what is happening yeah it's but like I the was, length of three episodes it. you know it's like yeah, three episodes long. It. it was great uh yeah. so the bad batch is, is here it is uh it is what we will be talking about during the month of may here on a long time to go i don't know how many podcasts we will do uh, mm-hmm. I think that's still in flux, Brendan. Um, we're obviously doing this one. We have just like that Mondo episode to talk about. Um, but I, I definitely want to do another check-in. I guess I'll spoil my take here is that I loved this. I thought it was really, really excellent. And I I cannot, you know, I cannot fairly adequately weigh in on the Bad Batch versus the Clone Wars, having only watched as much of the Clone Wars as I have. Mm-hmm. But I think like the fact that this is like, there's clearly like a, a very like centrally focused narrative arc on a certain group of characters mm-hmm. is probably going to get me a little bit more than sort of like the anthological approach that the Clone Wars takes. I know there's a lot of like really powerful arcs in yeah. Clone Wars, but there is that like nonlinear storytelling structure to Clone Wars that um, I feel like this is much more in the vein Absolutely. of of like, you know, like episodic going forward, serialized storytelling. Uh, and I'm really intrigued by some of the mysteries and certainly the characters that they set up in this one. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that they started going about it the right way by basically setting us right where we left the characters off in their little mini arc that they had in the final season of the Clone Wars. And then all of a sudden, bam, boom, we're right in the middle of Order 66, 10 minutes into the show, and everybody's going, what the hell is going on? And including us as the viewers, and then we just follow these guys the entire way, and I don't think we're going to lose focus from them the entire show, which is really, really exciting. Like, I, I, I described the, the uh, Bad Bash to Mike as the A-team of Star right. Wars. And yeah. this very much fulfilled that sentiment and felt very much like here is this ragtag group thrown out by the by the Empire, forced to fend for themselves. If you can find them and if you can afford them, maybe you can hire clone clone war, clone trooper segment yeah. ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, I I like it. I mean, I so to give just like my background is I've. I, I've been watching, I'm still slowly working my way through the Clone Wars, and I'm going by like the the ultimate episode order that mm-hmm. is really popularly spread around via Reddit. Um, I think Brendan, like I've made it through like maybe the equivalent of two seasons out of okay. the seven. I think like that's probably like the percentage of Clone Wars that I've seen. Maybe a little bit more because I have seen all of the Mandalore episodes from Clone yeah, Wars. Because I did, I did that in advance of the Mandalorian. Um, so like, I I come into this without like the nitty gritty granular Clone Wars knowledge. I did watch the it's the season seven premiere, right? That has the yeah. the introduction of the Bad Batch. So I checked yeah, that out, and they have a four episode arc to start season seven. That um, yeah, you don't see anything more of them after the first four of season seven. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a good arc. It's a it's a really nice introduction to these characters and what their deal is. Yeah, but I think like if you haven't if you haven't watched Clone Wars and you want to watch the Bad Batch, we did get that question on Twitter, right? It was mm-hmm. like uh, yeah, and in the Discord, yeah, yeah. It's like, am I going to be confused? And my answer to that was like, if you're confused, so I will be confused as well, right? Because uh, I haven't watched much Clone Wars at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and a lot of people have expressed that same concern because yeah. it really is a lot to go through all of the Clone Wars and all of the books and the comic books and the ancillary material and the, okay, I'm not going to get this reference if I don't, you know, if I don't watch and read all these other things. And, you know, I said it to, um, you know, my, my podcast partner, Zach Brooks, the same way, which was think about it like Mandalorian where you didn't go into Mandalorian having read all the comic books and read all the new novels and everything that led up to that. And it's sort of one of those same things with between what Mandalorian did and what WandaVision did and Falcon and the Winter Soldier did, which is if you read all that stuff, great, you'll appreciate it on a different level, but that doesn't mean you can't appreciate it at all. And I think that's the best way to approach this is if you find yourself wanting to go down that road after watching the first couple episodes of Bad Batch, we would down the hatch. encourage you... Yes, yeah. Down the hatch, indeed. Uh, down the hyper hatch. Yeah. Uh, we would encourage you to do that, but I also think that I would actually, given certain things that we see in this episode, have people hold off on that until the end of this series, and then go back and explore those things, because otherwise they may be 
setting themselves up to unintentionally spoil something. It's interesting, yeah. That the show doesn't want you to know yet if you're a first time viewer of this. Yeah. So it's a, I, it's a delicate balance of the I know I know that there are a lot of Easter eggs in this episode and things that uh if if not for the fact that like it is uh both like my presently it's my job, but forever mm-hmm. it's going to be my passion to like kind of know this stuff. Right. Uh so like I know like a I certainly a notable character in mm-hmm. in this. You know, you'll you'll be rewarded for that additional fandom, but right. you won't be lost. Like if you're listening to the podcast, like get, like you haven't watched the Bad Batch premiere yet, and you're like, "Am I gonna Am I gonna be able to like understand?" Like, yes, definitely. Yeah. Here's what you need to know. They you've watched the first three. You watched the prequels, right? You've you've listened to the podcast that we did about the prequels. If not, go listen to them. We've covered the prequels extensively. We covered the Clone Wars a little bit. Um, we uh, we, we know we've about done the, Mando. You know, yeah. we've done the expanded universe with Mando. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, been, you know the Clone Wars, right? The Clone Wars happened. You know that's what happens between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. You know, by the end of Revenge of the Sith, uh, Order sixty six has been executed. Mm-hmm. Palpatine's made his move. Jedi are gone. Things right. are changing. We are moving towards the Empire. The Bad Batch takes place during that transitional period right. very, 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 very quickly, if not, in fact, immediately after slash kind of during Revenge of the Sith is when the right. Bad Batch begins. And it's chronicling a group of clones that because they were experimented upon in ways beyond even the traditional clones they are not just by nature susceptible to executing order 66. They They have a little bit more free will. Yeah. They're mutants to a degree is a good way to think about them. Um, They are super enhanced clones. They each have a different sense or set of skills that was enhanced in their formation. And so they each have a very particular set of skills that they use throughout the episode. And the show does a really good job setting up what differentiates each one of these characters and giving them a moment so that you don't necessarily feel like you have to know who they are ahead of time. The show does a great job of mapping out for you and getting to know these characters all by itself. Yeah. In the first 80 minutes. It really, it really, uh, it really does. I felt, I felt right at home. Like I felt like, okay, so this is a show that's going to be exploring what was the immediate aftermath of Star Wars after Revenge of the Sith and before, uh, A New Hope and obviously before a bunch of the other things that we can ultimately talk about the deeper we, we go with a long time to go. Like the game plan is, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll get into solo. We'll get into rebels. We'll get back to rogue one and then we'll get to the original trilogy. Uh This is a a piece of that. We're now like moving away from that clone wars era, that prequel era and into really in some degree, Brendan, I feel like kind of like undiscovered country. Like this feels like that's why this was really exciting to me. It's like, Oh, well this feels Uh new. It feels, it feels familiar, but it also feels pretty fresh. Yeah, and I mean, timeline-wise, when this takes place, there's still a solid five years before, five, six years before the Solo movie takes place. So there's a wide galaxy of time out there for them to explore, which is really, really exciting. And so there's a myriad of ways they can go with these characters to fill in some of those gaps. And I mean, that's what each of these shows and each of these movies seems to be doing to a degree, which has been really fun and exciting. They're basically creating a new timeline and filling us in and letting us go on the adventure through the POV of a different character all along the way. Yeah. Uh, A a bunch of different characters, all voiced by the same actor, D. Bradley Baker, legend. Uh, Yes. 
Who, and he did all of like the clone voices, right? He did every clone voice. In it's amazing. <laughs> in the Clone Wars. Yeah. In, yeah. It's wild. He voices yeah. every, every member of the Bad Batch. It's all That's one it. single actor, which is really, really awesome. Uh, they do yeah. a great job with that. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this first episode a lot. Like, if that's like what you're, you know, you want to hear the portion of the podcast where it's like, should I do it? I vote yeah. Like, if you yeah, like, if you absolutely. like Star, if you like Star Wars, if you like animation, you know, that's a big barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be down to watch a cartoon. It's a cartoon. Right. Um, as long as that is you, if that describes you, uh, I don't think you need to have watched Clone Wars is my experience with it. I think like I imagine yeah. the ways in which you are going to be like greatly rewarded for that investment and some of the investment in other ancillary material, but it doesn't feel like it is absolutely essential. And I will definitely be watching this weekly. Um, whether I, like I, who knows how long the bad batch is going to go on for Brendan, but like I'll, I'll, I would not be surprised if I end up watching all of this before I finish watching the clone wars. It's a lot of clone wars out there, Brendan. <laughs> it's a lot of clone wars out there. There uh, really, really is. And not just clone wars, but I mean, we haven't even said the one letter word of the next show, except the one time uh, rebels yeah. immediately, you know, follows this timeline wise with Solo and Rogue One. So, I mean, there's a lot of space out there and a lot of things that people can go out and explore. But, yeah, I, I think that I would say that if you're really, really invested after the first episode and you feel like you can't wait, then don't wait and go watch those things. But I think you will be rewarded if you do wait. Yeah. Would um, be my advice. All right, so let's, you know, we'll do a little more setup before we talk about the episode proper, because they're just like, there's, I think, like a few characters, like a few, like, I want to get situated a little bit more. I've got, like, maybe some questions, Brendan, that I, I know you you live Absolutely. and breathe this stuff that you can, you can help mm-hmm. me through. So let's talk about Clone Force 99, The Bad Batch. I have to say, I do think this is a terrible name for a show. Uh, I do, I do, I do think like calling your show the Bad Batch, like it's a a good thing. It's it's a good thing. It's really good. Uh, They're the don't bothers. They're the don't bothers of the clones. I mean, you might as well to to parrot to uh, to piggyback on another Disney Plus show that we're covering in some channels here on Post Show Recap. They're basically the Mighty Ducks don't bother his team of yeah. the clones. Yeah. yeah nobody wants them. Nobody Can you imagine that if that's they're... what they had called the Mighty Ducks, don't bothers, like that was the name of the show instead of Game Changers? They oh did Star God, Wars be... The <laughs> Bad Batch. Uh, it's just a terrible uh, way to start things off, I feel like. It really is. It really is. I think that part of that is that you can't really call them like... I don't, I don't know. You can't really call them Unit 99. I mean, that's just going to be confusing. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. Um, they did Brooklyn Nine Nine, Clone Force Nine Nine. That doesn't mm, work. I, I don't think that works because I think you yeah. get the call from Andy Samberg. And yeah, like, maybe. Am I in this movie? What's well, going then on? They, <laughs> yeah, you get that call from Andy Samberg <laughs> wanting to be on Clone Force Nine Nine. You say yes. Oh, you do say yes quickly, quickly. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you call it instead, but they are the Bad Batch. I just feel like it's a it, you know you better have a really good show. Luckily, it seems like they do. Um, but yeah. the the Bad Batch consists of the following characters and i'd love for you to like give us the breakdown on them uh it's hunter wrecker tech crosshair and echo um let's let's start from the front so hunter he's the guy who kind of looks like solid snake he's got like the mullet looks like rambo he has a bandana and a mullet and face a face tattoo and 
which I thought for the longest time was a beard, and then it took me a second to realize. Like a Greek thing, but I think it's actually a tattoo. It's like a half skull, basically. Yeah. Yeah. He's our de facto leader of of the brigade. He's ranked as a sergeant. He... His ability is he is uh, an expert tracker. He has enhanced sense of smell and sound of everything that you would need. He this guy would kill it on Lost as yes. a tra- as a buddy of John Lost. Like yes. he could hunt some boar with the yeah. best of them. Yeah, um, the bad he's, boar. He's our he's our expert expert tracker. Um, and then we have his second in command, who is Tech. Who is our pilot and our basically our Donatello yeah. of the group? I mean, he has he even has the big googly glasses and is basically your tech. He you know fiddles, fiddles with all the gadgets. He speaks droid. He's an expert pilot. He's good at fixing things. Um, he's really probably my favorite character actually. Um, and also like a good tech. His main superpower is his cunning wit. He always has a smart Alec comment, it seems, for every situation. Yep. And then Wrecker is basically your Mr. T, if we're going back to the A-team analogy. I was going to say, yeah, he's sort of like the bruiser. He is your big, beefy bruiser who loves just throwing dudes around and wrecking shop. And just, he's the most headstrong of the group, like, physically and mentally. He wants to just charge right into battle. Without even having a plan, he also has like um, a like his like cuddly stuffed animal though. So he's yeah, a soft he's side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's he's also got like the biggest heart because he's the biggest dude. So I mean, he's you know instantly the most likable because he's also sort of he only has one eye, and that's really interesting. Um, yep. We we don't find out why he only has one eye, but maybe that'll be a story that'll explore down the line. Um, and then we have Crosshair, who is your special ops sniper type yep. who basically has zero sense of humor to counterbalance him with tech and is basically an expert marksman and is always sent to scout and do the um you know the special ops recon stuff for all of their stuff and then take out guys from above right uh you know and we find out through the course of the episode that something definitely happened with his chip that didn't happen with the others and he may or may not be feeling uh, a certain way, feeling a certain way about, about the rest of his uh, unit. And then we have echo who actually is more machine than man at this point, because there is a, there is an, I'm going to spoil a little bit, a little bit of the clone wars because I have to give you some background, but echo was a clone trooper who was kidnapped by the separatists in a uh, arc early on in the Clone Wars and was experimented on. And then during season six, he was found. I'm sorry, season seven. He was found by um, Topper and Five during this, or I'm sorry, Fives and Rex during this Bad Batch mission in the start of season seven, where they found out he was still alive and that the Separatists had been basically using his brain to find out how all of the clones were going to operate tactically. Right. So they were basically able to hack into his brain and predict clone troop movements. Got it. Based on his own. And so he's an expert tactician. Um, And they, but they rescued Echo and Echo chose to stay with the Bad Batch rather than going back to Rex's unit. 
Got it. Uh, at the end of that season four, season seven. Arc. Got it. Got so, it. Got it. So that's the bad batch. Yeah. That's the crew. Uh, yep. So there's five of them. There's five um, of them. And, yep. and then like maybe a quasi sixth member of the group by the Correct. end of this episode in the form of Omega. Omega. Who is a young kid who seems to like be like super into like hanging out with the bad batch. Yeah. She don't really know much about her. She constantly, especially Hunter, she seems to have some special connection with him and constantly wants to just be like, no, no, I really want to hang out with you guys. I really like you. You're you're called Troop 99. Yeah, she's like a fan. Yeah, Yeah. huge fan. Yeah. Uh, But there's like some questions about her of like, so she's a clone. Um, She seems like she's different from the other clones. Correct. Um, Yeah. Who is she based on? I feel like that is like mm-hmm. one of the major mysteries uh, hanging over the head of the show right sure. now. Um, so that's like the general and, setup, right? You know, uh, yeah. it, and she may or may not have some form of enhancement herself. Yes, but that's a, that's a little vague at this point. So. Yeah. All right. So I feel like that's enough setup. Yeah. I feel like we can like we can talk about the episode itself. We can get into like some of the uh some of the actual like spoilers from the episode i will also uh say like there are some spoilers from things outside of bad batch that i think we will probably inevitably talk about yeah right like i think Uh that there are a couple things i'm i'm fine i'm okay let's you know i think like within reason we're not gonna like spoil like an ending of rebels or like an ending of clone wars necessarily Uh, but I think like there's like uh, like certain cameos and stuff that I think it'd be hard to talk about without uh, expressing why they are significant. Um, yeah. So I think uh, if that sounds like too spoilery for you, maybe I would dip out on the podcast now. Otherwise, we are going to uh, start the process of getting into that stuff. Um, and to that point, Brendan, the episode when it begins, yeah, um, you know, we're basically. We're basically following the Bad Batch's reaction to Order 66, right? Like, yeah. We're on a different planet. We're seeing uh, a Jedi who's who's there. We're, you know, in the thick yeah, of the Clone uh, Wars. Jedi Master Deepa Villaba and her apprentice, Caleb. Is she, uh, uh, she's a character that we have, uh, is she just in Rebels or is she in Clone Wars uh, as well? She's a Clone Wars character that you would have seen before in the Clone Wars and also is a prevalent character in the, um, you know, comics and expanded universe books and stuff. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh, the big deal, obviously. And so this is where we're starting to like dip into rebel mm-hmm. stuff is, uh, no, your ears did not deceive. That was some Freddie Prince Jr. You heard, I think. Right. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think it, uh, it really was. Uh, who, who I know plays Caleb on star Wars rebels. Who's like a, uh, like an outstandingly beloved character. Correct. So young Caleb, uh, obviously escapes the situation in this episode. Um, and you, if you're outside of the context of this, you may not know what became of young Caleb. However, if you're a fan of star Wars rebels, you have heard the name Caleb doom before. And it's because it's the real name of Jedi Master Jedi Knight, Kanan Jarrus, yeah. who is the master to Ezra Bridger on rebels. Um, and that's, that's just something that, was sort of a holy crap moment as soon as it happened for a lot of fans. Um, because the, the death of Deepa Villaba is something that you heard about on Rebels and you heard that origin story, but you never actually saw it. And so for them to pay that off and show you that in the first five minutes of the show 
is sort of a mind-blowing moment for a lot of deep-cut Star Wars cartoon fans. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think like that's like a, a, a like an immediate sign of like we got your back. Like we're yeah, gonna sh- a, we're gonna show Dave, you the things. Yeah, it's Dave Filoni. It's like, yeah, I think I'm back. It's a Dave, <laughs> it's Dave Filoni going. I'm back. Wait, Dave Filoni's John Wick. Yeah, basically, I think he is because I mean, yeah. he John Wicked with Ahsoka in Mandalorian, and now he's John Wicking with you know Caleb Doom in uh, in Bad Batch. So, yeah. yeah. So it was cool. I I enjoyed that. Like even uh even like I we had like a, a writer who was covering the show mm-hmm. and like he had like mentioned that this was happening and I I I would like to think that I would have recognized Freddie Prince Jr. Just uh, I'm not as big of a Freddie Prince Jr. fan as one Kevin Mahadeo, but close right. enough uh, that I think I would have I would have recognized it. But I recognized the significance more than anything. I think it is really cool. It's a it's a really nice nod. To yeah. um to to everybody who who really uh, loves this stuff and has has watched everything, I'm sure it must Correct, just yeah. be uh, be really exhilarating to to get all that stuff. Um, but the Bad Batch doesn't execute Order sixty six, Brendan. I mean, uh, Crosshair certainly seems to be conflicted about it when it happens, but the rest of them seem to have their inhibitor chips dampened by something we're not really sure yet. It'll get explored later in the episode where it just seems like due to their modifications and mutations, their inhibitor chips were basically damaged and defaulted. But Crosshairs certainly, first off, just seems to be like, why aren't we following orders? But then it certainly seems that he he mentally is still hearing the order somehow and is going through a struggle um, That'll that'll pay off later on in the episode. Um, it's a, it's really tough to see. Um, I thought they they that the conflict between him and Hunter was really good, um, and I, I really appreciated the um, you know the the conflict in Hunter himself as a leader in you know being like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. Why would we execute Jedi? You know, the Jedi are our commanders, right? We, they're the only ones we're supposed to be taking orders from. Why would we kill them all? You know, and it doesn't make any sense to him, but. Yeah, and then, you know, they, they have to get back to Camino to try to figure out what's going on, and that's when the whole plot starts to unravel. Like, they notice something is off as soon as they land. Yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
so the inhibitor chips are like uh, implanted in them as part of the cloning process. Like correct, yeah. This this was like baked in as part of Palpatine's plan from the yeah. start, basically. Yeah. yeah right. So basically, there is a there is a arc in Clone Wars where a an inhibitor chip inside of a clone malfunctions and he kills his Jedi Master prematurely. Yeah. Because he executes Order sixty six, and when he does it, he says, "Good soldiers follow orders." Which is the the line that uh, Crosshair continues to repeat throughout this episode. Got so it. that is supposed to sort of clue you into the fact that his inhibitor chip is malfunctioning, much like uh, Tox was in Clone Wars, that led to him killing his Jedi Master prematurely. So this, I'm I'm really happy to hear that because like I I think I needed this cleared up for myself. <laughs> like Crosshair is like. He just—he's such a serious dude, and like uh, in like the 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 Clone Wars arc of Bad Batch, where they're introduced, like that was already thought. I was like, this guy's like a pill, man. Like, yeah, you know, sure. just like take a nap, take a rest, like go for a yeah. run, like just do something. And like he's just such a jerk. And I thought yeah. that maybe it was just going to be that he's kind of like this guy's snapping. He's like he was never really fitting in with the Bad Batch anyway. But there's evidence on the show. This is your belief that like yeah. he is he is part of he's like also one of the clones who's just like been like messed up by the order. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that whatever if you think about it, his modification probably would do the least amount of damage to whatever internal brain process he has because his modification is more physical. Yeah. So it's possible. I don't know. This is just me spitballing, but it's possible that you know, whatever damage was done to all of their inhibitor chips when they were modified, his was the least. So it is affecting him now when yeah. it's not the others. Yeah. Would be um, I I really like it as a as a premise, Brendan. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, as a premise, I really love the idea that one of the bad batch is like uh is like I guess <laughs> yeah, like Breaking Bad Batch. Uh, yeah. You know, like I like that he's he's sort of gone rogue, uh, Rogue One, and he is he is against the the rest of the crew. I think it's a smart storytelling choice because yeah. it like, gives us a really easy way to have like a bunch of different storylines because Crosshair can't like mm-hmm. be with the main crew at least not right away. I wonder if this is like long term stuff or this is just like sort of like short term. Like he's going to be against them for a little while. I kind of would be okay with it if he was against them the entire series, but I don't expect that to happen. I do expect them to have to probably execute him at some point when he won't stop coming after them, but I don't see a scenario, at least in my mind, where he rejoins them as a team. because They, they, can't, they of, can't fix the chip? That's not an option? I mean, they can, and they did in the Clone Wars um, storyline, but it's it's very difficult and it takes, you know, a medical droid on Camino to do it. Yeah. And so they would have to go back into the heart of everywhere to get it out of here. There's gotta be another that. medical droid they can find or like, mm. uh, maybe. someone, maybe someone can, some, someone with some, uh, midi chlorians to spare Ooh. perhaps could yeah. do their little, 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 uh, Jedi surgery. Jedi <laughs> would make great doctors. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they would, uh, you know what? What happens when they ignite their scalpel? Yeah, know? it couldn't get much worse. Their bedside manner would probably, you know, it's a good Least thing to be desired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Do we do we know um, 
what happens long term to the clones. We know that they're not the stormtroopers. Correct. And that's actually the thing that I realized it was like, oh my God, this is how they're going to deal with this sort of plot discrepancy from what we know. And that's like, it seems like a lot of the quote unquote clones they're interacting with once they get back to Camino don't seem to be clones. Yeah. And so it seems like the replacement is already starting when they land on Camino. Interesting. And in fact, Tarkin is talking about how he wants to get rid of clones. Yeah. And repl- you know, cause he's so cheap. He's right. like, exactly. they're like, he's, like they're, he's like, we could just buy, like we could, we could just like salary a bunch of people to be troopers. It'd be easier, right. cheaper. And they're but, like, they're like, you know, there's no way a stormtrooper can account for the efficiency of a clone. And it's like, yeah, that, thanks for trying to explain why they're such bad shots in one line. Well, I guess like I, I wonder because like, like, I, yeah, we never see the clones of the original trilogy. So you assume yep. that they're not really there. Otherwise, we probably would have seen the clones in the original Correct. trilogy. But yeah. like, that's the whole point behind like the expanded stuff. Right. Where like they can, you know, they can show us like what's happening in between the Luke, Han, and Leia of it all. So I guess I was wondering, like, is it possible that the clones will themselves rebel against the Empire at some point? Can I they mean, like can they do something to the inhibitor chip? Is it possible to reverse it? And then the other thought that I had, Brendan, so it's yeah. like there's like two things maybe to talk through here. It's like, is that a possibility? Or like even worse? Uh, is there like some way to like, like mass kill the clones? I mean, you would think if they have a chip that can make them fall yeah. in order, they have a chip that can make them shut down spontaneously combust. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! They all just explode. <laughs> yeah, they all just their brains just. Oh no! Oh no! It's awful. It's awful like to it. think about. But I mean, there are a lot. There are clones in you know this show that don't have their inhibitor chip active. And there are clones on Clone Wars that have had theirs removed, so we know it can be done, but it's a lengthy process, and I doubt you're doing that to, to everybody. Clones. So, in order for them to rebel against the Empire, you would have to have enough of them who had their chips removed to do that, because right now, all they're programmed to do is be drones. And do whatever order you know Palpatine and the and the Kaminoans put into them. So yeah, it's it's sad to think about, but I think we are looking worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So there, so there's that that's going on. Um, so whether or not the clones join the resistance or rebel in their own way, uh, I think is TBD. But we are seeing like the nascent rebellion, right? We're starting to see the uh, the rise of the insurgency. All we right. see. We meet Saw Gerrera. Rise, uh, deceptions. Yeah. We meet Saw Gerrera in this episode who is uh, going to to yeah. live live long enough to die in Star Wars Rogue One. Yeah. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and he's going to grow up to be Forrest Whitaker, so that's going to be fun. Yes. Um, and have a Darth Vader-esque lung implant that we don't see yet on this show. So that's going to be fun. What is um, what's Saw Gerrera's whole deal? So Saw Gerrera was a rebel who was fighting in the Beast Wars on Onderon with his sister trying to liberate the planet of Onderon from uh, 
an evil an evil uh prince i believe it was in prince and during the rebellion um to free Onderon, ahsoka came to Onderon and helped and during that rebellion the uh republic refused to send reinforcements um leading to the death of Sagarera's sister got it which basically now forced Sagarera to go completely rogue and not trust any side no matter what which is sets up the guy that we get in Rogue One who is having his own private rebellion and doesn't want to join anybody's official cause because official causes just get get lead to bureaucracy sure. get people killed right so, yeah so, so this guy is going to be the foundation of the of the rebellion though He's going to be foundation of a rebellion, but he never wants any part of the larger like the rebellion, official guy. rebellion. Yeah, of the official rebel alliance. Because as you recall, that's his deal in Rogue One is yeah. that he refuses to stop being a militant uh, guerrilla tactic or guerrilla tactic. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, and just you know bomb the shit out of people instead of actually trying to fight as one force and add his forces to the larger rebellion. Um, he refuses. So. Saw Guerrera. There's so many great names in Star mm-hmm. Wars, but that's got to be pretty high up there. Oh, Saw yeah, Guerrera. What yeah, an incredible I, name. I love the name Saw Guerrera. It's great. Uh, yeah. Saw Guerrera. Uh, so, so Hunter and the Bad Batch link up with Saw Guerrera in this episode, mm-hmm. if only for a little while. Like They are like hired to go and eliminate Saw Guerrera's group, and Hunter's like, no. Not gonna do it. Uh, yeah. well, do we think that is this just is this just like an Easter egg, or do you think that this is the start of a storyline here? I think this is the start of a storyline. I would expect the Bad Batch and Saw to link up a couple of times throughout this series, um, because while they aren't part of the larger rebellion, they are the first Rebel Alliance we see on this show, and of all the Rebel Alliances for them to join. This one makes the most logical sense to try to escape and fight the Empire for them to join up with Sagarera's people in some way, but I expect some kind of split when things start to go sideways. Yeah, Um, yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested to know exactly uh, what like the story of this is going to be because by the end mm-hmm. of the, the 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 first episode, the Bad Batch are on the run. Crosshair right. is back in league with the Empire, but the the other four are gone, and they've got Omega with them. Like, yep. is this just going to be like some sort of like? Mandalorian style running around from place to place type of deal or do that. I don't know how that's going to be 14 to 15 episodes, which is what it looks like it's slated for. Yeah. Um, unless it really is going to be the classic eighties action show mission of the week with no greater through line. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I'm really interested to see what the main plot line is going to be because I don't expect the crosshair thing to last all season. Yeah, I, um, I I wonder if they're if if it's like is that like villain of the season or is it just yeah is it just like sort of, of the arc yeah mm-hmm. they, they they have shown in the Clone Wars of the with the Clone Wars that they that they like to do little arcs so yeah. I can see this being you know Bad Batch arc one is dealing with running away from Crosshair then having to confront Crosshair you know arc two of season one is whatever arc comes after that you know with right. whatever whoever they have to find to help them figure out what's going on with Omega. I don't know if that's what it is. But All right. 
you know, you, speculating what a second arc could be. Well, you third you arc, said it. You, know, you said it. You yeah. said it. You said who is like who is Omega? And what is her deal? What yeah. is Omega? Why is Omega? Uh, like what's yeah. what's what's the deal? All right, so it's this kid who's yep. like she's 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 Bad Batch super fan. And yep. she's like, I, I love the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch is my favorite. Uh, she just, she loves the Bad Batch. All yep. she wants to do is hang out a, with Hunter. She's got a Bad Batch picture hologram under her, hidden under her bed. Like she's, she's, obs- she's, she's obsessed. Uh, and, and she fits right in, right? Because yep. there's the moment where Crosshair is like going to like shoot Hunter in the head from a distance yeah. and Omega just like bops the, the gun out of his hand. Like yep. she's even more eagle eyed than, like, than Crosshair. Can, my, my thought was maybe she can somehow see into the future because she also tells him earlier when they're in the jet in the brig that she knows what he's going to do. Yeah. So there's some sort of weird mind power she's got. She's, she's hooked up with yeah. some kind of power. And I think the mm. question is what do Absolutely. we do the jet? I was just going to ask, do the Jedi see the future? Of course uh, they can. Definitely they can. We, yeah. we established this with Lil Annie. Or they yeah. see some version of the future. Yeah. Yes. Whether it's yeah. true or not. <laughs> uh, who do we think Omega is? She's not a Jango Fett clone, right? No. I think there, there, a lot of people um, are speculating that she's probably Hunter's daughter, and that's why he feels such a strong connection to her. Interesting. Is that Interesting. She was, she's a clone of Hunter. The other thing that I thought of is that she is she could be the most advanced of all of them because she has a little bit of all of them inside of her. So she's like a super, super duper, super enhanced clone. The worst she, batch. Yeah, she's she's like the worst batch because she's yeah. a little she's got a little bit of all the bad batch. So and my my thought is that this could have been a way for them to try to synthetically create the force within a clone. Yeah. And that that's my that's my main thought as to why they would try to do something like that. How about this? Mm-hmm. So, once upon a time, there was this movie, and the movie was called Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. And in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. there is. A series of scenes, a sequence even, in which Jango Fett and his uh, baby clone son Boba Fett, Boba Fett yeah. are trying to get the heck out of Camino, mm-hmm. uh, and because they 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 they're they're busted, right? Like they oh we know we know what you did, uh-huh. Jango, and so they're trying to get out of there in a hurry, in a tizzy even. And they go and they fly and they try to, but they're being pursued by who, Brendan? Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I do think that's how you pronounce it, right? Obi-Wan. I think it's it's (laughs) Obi-Wan. That's the noise it makes when they shoot the thing. Obi-Wan Kenobi shows up, uh, hello there, uh, and, and fights Jango Fett. And it's like a big sprawling battle. In mm-hmm. the in the rainy Camino station, mm-hmm. uh, and he falls down. That one point this is a PG movie, so you don't see any blood. But is there a world, Brendan, where when Obi Wan came to Camino, that he and he fought Jango Fett, and if he left behind any blood from the battle, 
could that have been used for any kind of cloning purposes? Brendan, could Omega be a secret Kenobi? Is that just because her name starts with an O? Yeah. Omega Kenobi? Omega Clone Obi. Oh, no. What do you think? No? No good? That is the wildest theory that I've heard all day, and I hate it. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly why. I don't know. I don't know that I love it I'm either. That, so I'm that meme of the guy in the plaid shirt saying like, "Thanks, I hate it." <laughs> oh man, oh, that's um, great. I, yeah. So the problem is they've done the force-sensitive kid who nobody knows their true parentage. And somebody has to protect them and take them along on a mission. A few times. Three times already. Yeah, yeah. Why are we doing that again? Don't do that. Because, Brendan, these stories rhyme. (laughs) It's a rhyme. They rhyme. It's a a, haiku. It's. (laughs) Yeah. Haiku Bot loved the Bad Batch, by the way. 100%. Uh, The Haiku Botch. Um, Yeah, I think if it's anything, it's more that. It was an experience. If we're if we're going to say that it's somehow force related, then my leading theory is that it was an experiment to synthetically create the force to put into a clone body from the emperor. Sure, and that I mean, tracks. That's, that's the most yeah. logical, yeah. you know, thing. Yeah, so that's what ends up happening, and. Yada yada, yeah. we have to make the final movies make sense. Yada yada, and it is know, canonically yeah. the job of the cartoons to make the movies to better. The move, not just make them make sense, fix them. Yeah, make yeah. it better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, we think. Do you think that that might be where we're going to go with the Omega storyline? Is like through Omega, like we will at least like somehow make the return of Emperor Palpatine make some kind of sense for. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. I think between her and Grogu, that's what they're trying to do. Oh, yeah. Get Grogu out of this. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, what if Omega to... and Grogu are going to become friends? Oh man, that, that would be adorable. Do you think we she could... would be very old by then. Could we see Omega in The Mandalorian? Possibly. If she's how, how, old is she, how old is she going to be at that point? Uh, I... Well, I mean, that's probably what? 30 years after this show, 35. Yeah, so when does... So when does mid-40s. When, you know? when does Revenge of the Sith take place, is my first question. Okay, 19... Right. 19 BBY. 19 right. years before the Battle of Yavin. Right. When does the Mandalorian take place? Well, it's five years after Endor. Mandalorian takes place nine... Nine years after Endor. ABY. So we're talking about, like, 30 years. So yeah, Omega's yeah. gonna be like, what, like... 45. 45, you know? That's yeah. a good character. Like, they could find someone good to play that character. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope that she's a good character. I'm a little bit irritated by there being, like, a prominent kid already. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little tired of the kid tro- kid coming along for the ride trope, but at the same time, if it ain't broke, why fix it? And I mean, I mean it's, we'll it it wasn't great with Anakin, um, but it 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 has worked fabulously with Ahsoka, right? Like she yeah. was a kid, I mean, and then she ended up like people didn't yeah. love her at first, and then she yeah, became I mean, like the most beloved character in the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it worked great with Ahsoka. It works in Rebels with you know a character that we meet later on. Yeah. It works with Mandalorian with Baby Yoda. I mean, everybody loves Grogu. Yeah. So I mean, it has worked. It's just a matter of. Executing it properly in a way that people 
you know, can appreciate. We'll, we'll see. I mean, this is only the first episode, so. I have another theory. Uh, yeah, my the, my job today is to be just the idiot who asks dumb questions that like everybody who's watched <laughs> Star Wars: The Clone Wars being like, oh man, this is tough. Uh, so Admiral Tarkin is kind of being positioned as like the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I think like he's being positioned as like the bad guy the here for the bad guy, like, like yeah. the in in Rebel or uh, yeah. Rogue One, yeah. He's the- like who is like if there's like sort of like an arch bad guy? This is sort of Tarkin's time. Yeah, uh, kind sure. of feels like. Was he in Clone Wars at all? He was in Clone Wars a few a few episodes, and that's okay. They reference his you know aversion to clones and hating clones from that's all Clone Wars stuff. Got it. Okay. Um. So they're already like setting up that this dude hates clones. Yeah. They're also setting him up as like a, a chief antagonist of the Bad Batch. He's like the bad I'm guy sure. of the pilot. Yeah. And, you know, without knowing, like, where things are, are going, like, I would expect him to continue to be a very important player on the mm. show. Definitely. We know how Admiral Tarkin dies. Makes it all the way to Grand Moff, this guy. Yeah, Grand Moff, this guy. Uh, yeah, look at this guy. Look at this Moff, guy. Grand Moff, Moff Tarkin. Moffing all over the place. Moffing all over the world. Um, he's going to Grand Moff his way to the Death Star, where he shall blow up and die. Recognized um, this foul stench when she was brought on board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Grandma Tarkin is not going to make it out of a new hope. We know where his story ends. We do not yet know where the Bad Batch's story mm-hmm. ends. But we we have a movie that was made about how did they get the plans to destroy the Death Star. That's Rogue One. Yep. Um could it be that we have a show here, Brendan? Where we are going to track the bad batches like this, like sort of like eternal infernal thorn in Tarkin's side, and is there a universe where one or more members of the bad batch are on the Death Star at the time of the Death Star's destruction, and we can like play out a little bit more of like one of these behind the scenes in between the lines of the story, uh, vendettas against Tarkin. Oh, that's could so the, sad. Could the Bad Batch, what? like, rogue one their way into Death Star? Into A New if Hope and die like, there? there uh, opposing clans that, that nobody realized there was another secret mission on the Death Star itself yeah. while everything else was happening? Oh my god. Well, you know why I that would be, you know why mean, that why, would be why great? Why just attack with X-Wings when you could have a covert op inside the Death Star also trying to take it out from the inside? You know what would be great Maybe about they that? They opened the exhaust port. They opened the exhaust port. They had uh, it's that eternal debate, right? Of yeah. like, uh, what if there were good people inside the Death Star? Like, oh you, my God. who who we don't know who else was in there. Well, maybe the Bad Batch can answer that question. Hunter maybe was in there. Maybe he was. Uh, Wrecker was there. Let's see what happens. I, yeah. I don't expect the show to go that far, but who knows. Yeah, just because that's a lot of years to cover for the show, but it's nineteen, right? We'll it's ni- yeah. nineteen years. Nineteen years worth of show. We'll see. You think so? Okay, then. So you're saying that the Bad Batch, the characters, they're not alive nineteen years from this moment. I mean, they could be. They yeah. absolutely could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't know. 
And how many? Yeah. How many? Uh, how far do we know about like the the oldest clone without spoiling who it is or why? Yeah, the, so you do see a couple of clones pop in Rebels, up in right? Rebels, yeah, but I won't tell you who and where and why. But they definitely do age. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's there. There are clones in Rebels, and Rebels takes place, you know, only a few short ye- short years from Battle of Yavin, so it's quite possible there was a clone inside the Death Star. Or whatever. Okay, who knows? Okay, you know, that's that's my prediction. I think we're gonna get. The, I think we're gonna end at the Death Star. Okay. Do you think we get? Do you think we get Darth Vader on the Bad Batch? I think we might see him. I yeah. kind of hope they don't pull the Vader card. But why wouldn't they? This whole show is about. Uh, do you see? You see Vader in Rebels every once in a while, right? Sure, he yeah, shows you up there. Yeah, like you know, this is the time. He's he's thriving. This that's is when fair. Vader is. He's feeling himself. This is the. That's right. This is the prime Vader going around killing all. Of I the, guess like he, he needs a couple weeks off. He deserves yeah, he, like yeah. uh, bereavement I'm, and I'm also sure he's still rehabbing right mm-hmm. now too. I mean, yeah. he's still trying to work the. Uh, the kinks out of his armor right now as he's learning to walk. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we he's, he's been through a lot later on. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, I wonder about <laughs> that. Uh, but like, I want to see him and Tarkin together. I, I, yeah. I think would be fun. Uh, so hopefully we get some of that. Yeah. I don't know, I'm excited about the possibilities. Yeah. There's a, there are a lot of really fun possibilities. I mean, there are a lot of characters that could show up, um, you know, that I'm that from the Clone Wars era that I'm, that I'm personally excited about, including one, that I think is our leader in the clubhouse for who they're going to see. I was just going to ask, so like uh, the end of the episode, right? Yeah. Like they they take off. They're like, we're going to go to J-19. J-19. That, yeah, J-19. We've got a good friend there. We're going to J-19. Uh, and uh, that's where they're going. Yeah. And we think we know who that is. I think I do, but I don't. I haven't seen any theories backing it up, and I haven't seen a lot of theories in general about who J-19 could be. Yeah. But leader in my clubhouse, just because he's my favorite guy, is, is Hondo! Why Who's Hondo? Hondo? Who's that? Hondo Anaka is a pirate smuggler weakling who constantly is flipping sides and ultimately le- leans on the side of good throughout the entirety of the Clone Wars. He is a constant ally and thorn in the side of Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, and Anakin. Cool. So he's, he's kind of a pain in the ass. He's a wisecracking smuggler who really is just out for a quick payday at the end of the day. Um, he's basically an alien Han Solo before Han Solo turns completely gay. I'm, I'm not so, bad about that. That yeah, sounds fun. So, um, I know he's one of Dave Filoni's favorite characters. He's one of my favorite characters. Um, He's my leader in the clubhouse who, for who I hope it is, for sure. Hondo. Yeah, Hondo. Hondo P. Hundred percent. Hundred. Yep. Oh, Hondo's at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him there. I went to Galaxy's Edge with Kevin. Oh, nice! I didn't go yeah. that. Yeah, we rode on the Millennium Falcon ride together. I did the job That's where you just like you like hit the wall and you don't look at anything. <laughs> it was pretty pretty disappointing, but I was very good at it. I was very very talented, but I didn't see anything. 
Uh, <laughs> it was so disappointing. Like, it was a little right, disappointing. What do I get to do? Okay, you have to look at this wall and push this Yeah, I got to be honest. So, yeah, I didn't really like. I would like cr- crane uh, my head every once in a while, and be like, "Where are we? No, stop! You got to uh, touch the thing." All right, okay, okay. Uh, I th- waited on a very long hour-long line in the boiling uh, <laughs> California heat for to push uh, buttons uh, on a wall. Boo. Do, do better, Galaxy's Edge. Do better. Yeah, they should rethink that part of the ride. They need. They <laughs> yeah. need. They need to change that because it's not good. I think it was probably meant for like four year olds who all they want to do is push buttons. Uh, it's so. me. I'm the four year old. <laughs> uh, this was my job. Brandon, do we have any uh, feedback that you wanted to to get into? Uh, yeah. So we just did have a couple of notes uh, from people in Discord. Uh, so the post show recaps yeah, patron discord of course patreon.com slash post show recaps if you'd like to sign up join the community it's a really fun time yeah so we didn't really talk about the little medical droid that um omega is interacting with that gets blown up during her escape there's a little camino medical droid that's really cute and floating around and has a really fu- fun couple of lines that droid is actually the same droid from the Camino arc in Clone Wars, that's actually the droid that removes the inhibitor chip from Clone Trooper 5s um, during that arc. And okay. I was I was so sad when that when that droid got blown up because I was really hoping that he she would make it onto the ship. Okay. They would make it onto the ship. Yeah. Um because they they would have been a great addition to this and that's the one thing our crew is missing so far is a droid. It's fairly so. brutal the show. Uh, yeah. you know, you obviously like they have to honor the Order sixty six thing, but it sounds like they killed off like a fairly loved character, mm. uh, and now they're killing off like a happy go lucky droid. Yep. So maybe if they do go back to Camino, they can get the droid back, and they they can be part of the crew. But we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Drayson writes it. It says, "I think that development." I think that the development with Crosshair will be temporary. The Kaminoans reference having enhanced his control chip. I think the rest of the match will undo that enhancement and get their sniper back eventually. Um, we already hit on this. I, I kind of disagree with this. I think he's going to be the first arc antagonist and not make it out. Um, what do you, what, where do you stand? I think that this is my big question is like, is the show going to be anthological or is it going to be serialized? Mm -hmm. Rebels was more serialized, right? Like was rebels dealing with like mini arcs or was it like pretty straight through? Like you're following a story. Um, I mean, there were, there were certainly mini arcs, but there were also a lot of one-off episodes where you're just following the characters to planet a, to help refugees on planet a, you know, very like mission of the week. Um, but there was like a long form yeah. story to but it. But there was a long, yeah, because they're they're part of the rebellion, and the long form story is you know they're trying to build the rebellion. So you yeah. know, in a way that like um, Clone Wars didn't quite have the same sort of long form story. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So my question is, is is this show more Rebels or more Clone Wars? And interestingly, like when they do the title. Uh, mm-hmm. treatment at the start of this, it starts off as Star Wars Clone Wars, and then Clone Wars burns it's away, and, uh, yeah. breaks into Bad Batch, but they still do the The Republic is, yeah! Like, they do like the the narration, so it's like kind of got yeah. like shades of Clone Wars, which I thought was a really neat touch, for I sure. I thought that was a really great intro, was to do the newsreel, newscaster style yeah, it's nice. intro. I like that guy a lot. But um, also, I, like, I feel like that, does, that shorthands you a little bit into like... Um, mm-hmm. 
like this is like going to be similar to what you know, but also things are like are a little more uncertain now and a little more dangerous because like we're past order 66. Like this is a, this is a frightening time. Yeah. And so I think we were talking about, you know, throwing names of the show around that bad batch is certainly a choice. Um, but obviously like the next best thing would be something derivative of rebels, but you can't really call it rebels, but you, I guess you could have called it rebellion. But then that yeah. can be confusing. Yeah. So it's a I don't know I don't know what you call it. Um, you know you can't call it rogues because then you get it confused with Rogue One. So I mean there are a lot of like um antonym synonym words you could throw around, but I don't know that 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 works for me for now. But if I think of a if people have ideas for what a better title for the show could would have been, I think you need to rename them. what the bad yeah. bats were. I think like you call them like right. uh, like uh, the good batch, <laughs> the great batch, the super batch. But to the point about crosshair, it comes yeah. for me. My answer is it comes down to is this more Clone Wars or more Rebellion uh, or more Rebels rather? Yeah. Um, I think and I don't this, know yet. Yeah, I think at this point it's hard to say for sure. I think we're. I think like the show wants us to be comfortable enough to think of it as an extension of Clone Wars. But at the same time, like with the beginning being, you know, being very similar, we, you know, it's also leaning into rebels territory. So I don't, it'll be really fun to follow and find out. Yeah. Sure. I I'm, I'm eager to, to see any other feedback that we got, Brendan. Yeah. So we, we talked a good bit about Omega. Um, Austin wrote in and said, uh, there was a mention of Omega having enhanced senses and their immediate connection uh, feels very significant. The idea of a clone having having a child is pretty interesting to me. So if that's where this is going, I'm absolutely fascinated. Um, so yeah, where, where do you stand that maybe she is the child of one of or maybe all of our bashings? Hmm. I still think that she's... Uh... An Obi One Clonobi. Okay. No, I don't that. actually think so. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little. I'm. I'm wondering. Like, is it going? Is it going to be like? I feel like if she is connected to the Bad Batch in this way, it's mm-hmm. it's you know probably the it, it's like maybe the appropriate scaled answer to the to the show because like you want this. I don't know. I I, I think like I'm in this place where like I want to have it both ways or like I don't want it okay. like. I don't want it to be like the the MCU thing where something happens in this show because it needs to set up Avengers seventeen. Right. You know, like you but, don't want it to be the most significant twist of the time. It shouldn't be the crux of the show to find out that she's it, this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like yeah, at the at the same that. time, I kind of want it to be something that my casual ass is going to get. You know what I mean? Like, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, sure. I find myself caught between two things, and I think um, blaster to my head, I would say. Uh, she should be, you know, uh, like if she's like Hunter's daughter or something like that, that works, that works fine. Totally fine for me. How old is Hunter? Would you guess? I guess my question on that is like, do the clones have like accelerated growth or have they lived a lot of life at this point? I mean, they, they all seem to be different ages just based on their facial features, their hair and their statures. So, I mean, it's really hard to tell. Do they age them up and though? Like when they did the Django clones and everything, like were they like adults in a matter of like two years or something like that? It certainly seemed like they grew very quickly. Um, I think I, I believe when they were talking to Lama Su and Tan Wei in Attack of Clones, 
they had like a full battalion in like two months or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So it took them, you know, it took them a couple of months to grow X amount and then start a new batch and et cetera. So et cetera. I guess like, like that's my question is like, what is the, um, you know, uh, the timeline well, supposed to stop aging at the Django fed age. Yeah. And because the batch have had their chip, their, their, all of their genetics modified, they are still aging. It appears. Got it. Got it. So, you know, Echo is older than he should be. Hunter is older than he should be. Wrecker is all older than he should be. They're all a little older than they should be because they don't have that same got inhibitor it. that stopped the other ones from aging. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Cool. Um, any more feedback that we want to cut through? Uh, no, that was all we had for we're now. We're recording we it. We had a quick turnaround. We're recording this, really we, quickly. Yeah, we're recording it yeah. on, you know, for me, I think like I finished watching it maybe like three hours ago. Like, so it's a, <laughs> it's a pretty quick turnaround. Um, I think what I want to do, Brendan, for sure is like at the end of the month, we'll, we'll look back on the, on the month's worth of bad batch episodes. Absolutely. We'll see where we're at in the show. And then in June, we're going to, we're going to launch into solo on a long time to go. But whenever the Bad Batch finale happens, we'll also stop down and do like a third podcast about the season. Absolutely. And yeah, if something huge happens, I mean, we can talk about maybe doing a check-in at some point, depending on how many episodes we actually do end up getting and if there's maybe a big plot development. Um, I think, yeah, know, I think we, we got to be a yeah. little nimble based on like, what does, what does the show look like in terms of like, yep. how many episodes yeah, are there? Yeah, flying through hyperspace isn't like dust and crap. No, it's not, not at all. Of course, the conversation will continue on the Poster Recaps Patreon program. You can join the Discord. A really lively discussion of all things Star Wars happening all the time. You can send us your feedback as well. Star Wars at postshowrecaps.com. You can also email me directly, Josh at postshowrecaps.com. You can also tweet at post show recaps and you will be tweeting directly to brendan fitzpatrick here who is uh the the you've got the key the keys to the kingdom yeah yeah you wield the saber the lightsaber i'll be, I'll be deflecting your comments with rapid ease and skill yes uh you are you are the i was gonna say like uh what's the, the- Emperor post show. No, it's not going to work out. I'm I'm trying to come up with the the echo show recap. Echo show recaps. Yes. Yeah. Uh, You are in charge of uh, you are the hunter of post show recaps social media. You're in charge of the group. You've got all the right instincts. (laughs) I like Uh, it. And I'm uh, the, the, the trolls out there are the crosshair trying to take their shots. Uh, Yeah, the metaphor doesn't really hold. They can, they can, they can just stay out of my DMs. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure. Uh, but hit us up. We'd love to keep talking to you. We'd love to keep Absolutely. the conversation going. We will, at the very least, have one more podcast here at the end of May, and then we'll do another one for the Bad Batch Season 1 finale, and perhaps uh, we'll do another check-in along the way again, depending on just what is the, the episode length and how much um, does the situation call for it but it is cool to have an active star wars show um on the menu are you are you very excited are you are you happy with how it came out i'm absolutely thrilled i mean i woke up at five o'clock this morning and you know couldn't sleep that's how excited i was i got up i made coffee in my star wars mug i put on my rebel alliance t-shirt and i 
sat down to watch it and I didn't, I was actually late for work because I was so busy online afterwards talking to people about the episode. Yeah. So I was like 10 minutes late for work and luckily nobody noticed. Yeah. It's it it Star Wars day, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's Star Wars day. Everyone so, relax. It's yeah. a holiday. It's crazy that they make you work on a holiday, right? You know? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, no, I I love it, and I'm really excited to see where the show goes from here. Um, If people have questions, if maybe we were talking too vaguely around whether or not they should check out certain things, I mean, if you want a little more detail um, on specific things, maybe you should check out without having to dive full in, you can always just um, hit me up and I'm happy to give suggestions. Yes. At Fitzy Brendan on Twitter. At Fitzy Fitzy Brendan on Twitter and uh, Letterboxd and uh, Instagram. Uh, And also uh, you are uh, podcasting about stuff outside of Star Wars. Podcasting about stuff. What do you got going on? What do you got going on? Uh, So I am currently in season two of the Movie Ladder podcast with my co-host Zach Brooks. Uh, every week we talk about a different movie that somehow connects to the movie the week before. Last week we talked about Meet the Parents, uh, the Ben Stiller, Robert De Niro 2000 classic. Did it hold up? You'll have to listen to find out. And then this week we are recording tomorrow our podcast on Crazy Rich Asians, which I just saw for the first time last night. Oh, I'm nice. Really excited about it. That's great. Um, yeah, really excited about it. We have a special guest coming on to talk about that with us. Uh, it is the start of Asian Heritage Month, so the timing to watch this and talk about it on a podcast really couldn't have been better, and we're really excited to get to it and get to our guest. That's awesome. So you can follow us at The Movie Ladder on Twitter or uh, Instagram. And that's about it. You can follow Zach at RFTA. You can follow me at Fitzy Brendan. And Fitzy Brendan, you will also be on another podcast in the very near future. I know, I need to watch the movie. On the Post Show Recaps patron program. Uh, coming up, Brendan Fitzpatrick joining myself and Emily Fox for Post Show Recaps Theater. Brendan, it's almost famous, or as I like to say, almost for moi. Hold me closer, Tiny Wiggler. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll hold you as close as you need. I'm very excited. I, I love Almost Famous. I've seen it a dozen times. Um, I'm actually ex- going to watch the director's cut, which I've never seen. Oh, cool. That I, so I'm very excited. So I'm, I, that way I'll have more to talk about. Um, and just really excited to get on a podcast with you and Emily. Because I have not actually been on a podcast with them yet. So she's, she's really pumped. We're both really excited. Awesome. Uh, we'll probably spend a good amount of that talking about. Here's the tease. You ready? We'll talk about Almost Famous, of course. Uh, but Brendan, mm-hmm. we'll also talk about our our legendary Words with Friends battles that we've uh, waged yep. across the years. Uh, yep. a, a saga almost as epic as the Star Wars uh, itself. It's pretty the, close. The the galaxy has been at war between us for yeah. a very long time. Yeah. We'll let the listeners decide which of us is the good guy and which of us is the bad I'm guy. I'm the bad guy. Okay. I'll great. take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. All right. We'll be back at some point before the end of May with another Bad Batch podcast. In the meantime, check out everything we've got on Post Show Recaps, whether it's Down the Hatch, it's Everything is Super, it's Final Fantasy, it's Community Building, hang in there. We've got so much going on. We want your ears to be filled with laughter and fun, smart analysis of your favorite TV shows and movies, so 
Sign up on Post Show Recaps. Get your feeds. Where, get your podcast wherever you get your feed. We are available for you. Uh, looking forward to talking more Star Wars later this month, Brendan. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. And with you. What a world. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.